God said, now that you've allowed me to use your stuff, I'm going to take your stuff and I'm going to multiply your stuff to meet your needs. Now, somebody should be giving God glory. Hello, this is Pastor James Ford, Jr. of Treasure Truth Moody Radio. And I'm here with Steve Hiller. And you don't today need me our, anymore. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> today on our broadcast, we're going to flip the script. Because on yesterday's broadcast, uh, Steve shared something very significant about our topic today. And, and I want him to share a little more uh, about it based on uh, our introduction to today's message. Go ahead. Take it, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you said just a moment ago reminded me of a guy that I mentioned yesterday in our, our program. Went out to breakfast with him a number of weeks ago. And he said, I believe the reason God has allowed me to be successful in business, he took a company that his dad started, and that company has grown tremendously under his leadership. Um, and he said, I, I believe the reason that God has allowed my company to be as successful as it is is because I've learned not to have sticky fingers. Mm-hmm. I've learned that, you know, I one day I am going to have to give an account to the Lord with what I've done with what he's given to me. And he's given me much. And I don't want him to uh, look me in the eye one day and say, why did you die with so much money in your bank account? And so he's one of the most generous people giving to ministry that I've ever met. Uh And the very cool thing about it is that he takes really no credit whatsoever. Most of what he does is done anonymously. It's Mm -hmm. it's done behind the scenes, uh, given to tons of different ministries. And just in talking with him a little bit about that, uh, off the record, you could tell it was a joy Amen. for him Amen. to be now, able to now, do now that. I have a question. Yeah. Because I know someone in our listening audience is saying, well, he got it like that. I mean, he's living large, big ball of shot collar. So, but I don't have it like that. So how does that apply to someone who may be uh, underemployed? or barely making it, you know, yeah. uh, uh, share with us, Steve, uh, does that apply to everyone or just to big <laughs> businessmen who got it going on? Oh, the word of God applies to us all, doesn't it? Okay. So therefore these uh, biblical principles that we're uh, taking a look at in these broadcasts do apply to every single one of us, whether you're living that high flying lifestyle of a big time businessman, or you're barely scrapping out a living. God has said in his word, These are the principles of how you're to handle what I entrust to you. And as we do that and are obedient in that, um, it it is so amazing to see how God does provide. may not be to the level of the big high-flying businessman, but he may grow what you're doing tremendously. He may not. Uh, I was talking with uh, another person who said, you know, I've been having a really hard time getting ahead. And I've been trying to save up the money for this and for that. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give money to God, too. But I'm really having a hard time managing all this. Uh-huh. And she said, I've come to the conclusion, I think God is not giving me more at this season of my life because I don't think I would handle it very well Man. if I got more. Now, that's key to the whole. Th- you said something that I want to piggyback on, and that is he did it with joy. Because I think yeah. I think your attitude towards it uh, really facilitates your ability to be able to perform it. And, sure. Yeah. And so I think you hit on some key points there. 
And uh, now let me ask you one other question. Uh, So what about a person who's unemployed? Well, we cannot give out of what we do not have. Oh, okay. So if God has, in a sense, cut off your income at the moment, well, then we don't have those dollars to give, but we probably have something else to give. If you're unemployed, you probably have a little bit of time on your hands that you didn't have before. Amen. That's good, Steve. Well, if you're listening to us, uh, would you get your Bibles and turn with us to 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, as we talk about how to be a good Christian, get out of debt. Here's Pastor Ford. Here's Pastor Ford. Ford. <laughs> uh, some years ago, uh, Sister Hill, uh, who's a homie of Brother David's from Detroit, uh, had approached me about a book that she had written and she gave me a signed copy, and uh, about a week or two later, she asked me if I read it, and I told her, no, I hadn't read it yet. She said, you ought to read it. Uh, I think it's a good book. Uh, so I read it, and it was a good book. It was uh, something uh, that, that's really needed in the Church of Jesus Christ even today. It was a book on abstinence before marriage, and it was a personal testimony on how God empowered her uh, to be able to do that. And uh, it was such a powerful testimony. I remember asking her, do I have your permission to use this on Youth Sunday and just to use your particular story uh, to share with the young people about the principle of abstinence? And of course, by the way, when you teach abstinence, uh, you're not aiming as high as God wants you to aim. Uh, because uh, he wants you to aim for purity. Amen. That's a higher target. And so she gave me permission, and uh, it had a great impact uh, on the lives of many of the young people. And and I said to her, I said, look, why don't you put up a table, and and why don't you uh, uh, make the book available to the believers in the church? She said, nobody's going to want to buy this. I said, we'll do it anyway. I've already gave it a lead in as an introduction. And so she did. Uh, She sold the book. And afterwards, she came to me and she said, you know what? I said, what? She said, I came in here this morning. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. And, uh, you know, I said, Lord, you said you're going to provide for me. You always have. I don't know how you're going to do it, but go ahead and provide for me. And when you told me to set it up and sell my book, guess what? I walked in here today. I didn't have enough money to pay my rent. Now I'm going to be able to pay my rent. I said, man, that's that's powerful stuff. See, see, it's amazing to me because I share that story because it's exactly like the story in this book. That here she was. She didn't have what she needed, but she didn't know that what she needed to provide what she needed, she already had in her possession. And so God demonstrated uh, that you didn't have to go anywhere. You already have what's necessary uh, to meet your needs. And so what did she do? Uh, She let the man of God use her story to bring God some glory and to edify some young people and encourage them with her life. Uh, I don't want to say it, but I guess I might as well. She gave the preacher a little cake first. 
And because she did, God said, now that you've allowed me to use your stuff, I'm going to take your stuff and I'm going to multiply your stuff to meet your needs. Now, somebody should be giving God glory because... Because, you know, it shows us, if nothing else, that God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for others, he will do for you. That's why we said they are unnamed. We don't know the preacher's name. We don't know the widow's name. We don't know her children's name. And we don't need to know it because God wants us to put our name in that situation. And God says, go ahead. I'm not going to put the names in so you can put your name there, your situation right there. So, you know, don't hate, celebrate, and God may let you participate. This text tells us that Sister Hill is not the first one that the Lord has done this for. And by the way, I keep bringing it out, but let me just bring it out again. She did not allow me to use her book to get anything. Because she didn't know what God was going to do. I just got to keep throwing that out. Because I, I got to make sure I'm distinguishing, you know, uh, what I'm saying from uh, what a whole lot of other folk are saying. So this uh, widow in our text had this experience long before uh, Sister Hill did. Her husband died without a retirement benefit, no Social Security. And remember, the creditors now are coming uh, to repossess her children. So we said that the text teaches us how to be good Christians, how to get out of debt. So last week, and we're not going to go back and regurgitate all of that, but we said principle number one was you first of all have to get serious about getting out of debt. See, a lot of people talk about it, uh, but very few put their efforts into doing it. So we see that this woman uh, cried. That's where we stop. We put a quarter in the meter uh, if we're downtown 250 and we we stopped and said this word cry uh, literally speaks of crying out in desperation to God we looked at a couple places where it's used and we we saw that when this word was used about someone talking to God it represented the sincerity of their heart that this woman was very sincere about getting out of debt. Uh, we said then uh, that if you're serious, uh, you will, number one, give the Lord Jesus his first. Spend a lot of time there uh, that you need to uh, give the Lord Jesus his first, that you need to make a budget. And we said if it's not written, it's not a budget. So remember what Haggai said, write the vision, make it plain so that he that runs may read it. What was he saying? He's talking about the prophetic word. If you look in the context, he is talking about the coming of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the one who would be God in the flesh. So he's saying, write the vision about the coming Messiah. Haggai, I want it written, a written revelation where when people read it, they can run. And of course, we know it because Paul later on used Habakkuk chapter 3 where he says, the just shall live by faith in Galatians and in Hebrews. And where's the other one? And in Romans, uh, he takes all three of those and he says, the just shall live by faith. That's Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews. That's a good study. You ought, to, you ought to look at that. He takes one prophetic word about the Lord Jesus Christ, breaks it down into three aspects, and talks about one 
in Romans, the just. And then the second part in Galatians shall live. And then the third part in Hebrews by faith. And he only quotes it three times. So uh, make a budget. Get rid of credit cards. Why? Because credit is like sin. The cost of it is never emphasized up front. Enjoy now, pay later is what we're told. And payments generally last longer than the products by the time you finish paying for it. You know what I mean? Uh, so then uh, we said fourth principle, go cash and carry. No cash, no carry. Uh, that's where we left off. You can just write these down. Begin to pay yourself. Investments. Proverbs 21, 20. Matthew 25, uh, 20. And so you need to, according to Larry Boquette, you need to accumulate at least six months of your salary if you can uh, so that you would be able uh, to be like some of our individuals here that whenever you lose your job, uh, you'll be able to take care of yourself uh, and uh, do it for six months. Uh, then uh, evaluate your purchases, Proverbs eighteen fifteen. Well, unfortunately, we do have to pause right there, but we will get back to this teaching from Pastor Ford in just one moment. You're listening to a message entitled, How to Get Out of Debt, and it's been a really practical and helpful little series. If you miss one of the broadcasts, I hope you'll come to our website. You can listen to each and every program there. Just stop by treasuredtruthradio.org. Also, links there to connect with us on social media. You can access our Facebook page, leave us your comments. You can even listen to today's program directly on the Facebook page. Just uh, go ahead and like us, and we'll send you updates in your news feed. You can also follow us on Twitter. You'll find all those links at treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, let's get back to our message, How to Get Out of Debt. Once again, from 2 Kings chapter 4, here is Pastor Ford. Now, let me show you, because uh, I'm going to hit this one and then move on. So we said then, that this whole principle that the way you get out of debt is quit robbing God, you know, to begin to give God his tithes and his offerings. And, and most people say, how do you get out of debt by doing that? And we saw that the Bible, the principles in the Bible are the reverse of what the world says. And we did the little exercise. The way to be first is to be, the way to be the greatest is to be the least. The way to be the Lord of all is to be the, yeah, it's exactly the opposite in the kingdom. And so we saw that principle. We looked at 1 Kings chapter 17, where she said, make me a little cake first. Let me just ask you a question before we move on. How do you make friends? Okay, so, so then the Bible says that if you want to have friends, Proverbs 22, 17, I believe it is, he who would have friends must first show himself friendly. Now, now look at 1 Samuel, and then, and then we'll move on to the second point. Look at 1 Samuel. Let me, let me show you something here in 1 Samuel. I think this is very powerful. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Now we know the story of Hannah. Uh, Hannah uh, was uh, a woman that was uh, uh, married to uh, a man, uh, Elkanah, who had another wife, Penina. He had two wives. And shame on him. Yes, that's, 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 that's what happened to him. You know, he, he deserved what he got. He had two wives. And so Penina, she had a lot of children. Hannah had none. You know the story. Anybody not know the story? Okay, here's the story. Here's the story. The story is then she would go up to the temple and she would pray. 
And every year she would pray. And so this one year, Eli the priest sees her praying. She is praying so fervently, uh, that word cry is in that text. She's praying so fervently that, and so passionately that Eli thinks she's been drinking shampoo. He says, you're drunk. And so it either had to be the morning or the afternoon oblation. She said, nobody gets drunk this early. And so they would pray how many times a day? Three. What are the times? That was good. Morning, noon, and night. What are the actual times? Nine, twelve, and three. Thank you. So they would pray at nine, twelve, and three. So this was probably nine because twelve was the heat of the day. So she said, nobody gets up drinking MD 2020 at nine o'clock in the morning. I am not drunk. I am crying out of the passion of my soul. Well, what do you want? I want a child. Because, everybody, everybody know why she wanted a child? Okay, because the greatest thing that a Jewish wife could do for her husband is give him a male heir. So that if you read... Uh, uh, what the Pharisees put together in the Mishnah and the Haggadah, which were the writings of the Pharisees where uh, they added to God's ordinances and commandments. How many ordinances and commandments did God uh, give? 613. How many did they come up with? 613. So they took God's 613 and made their 613 and Jesus came along and said, you've abrogated the laws of God and substituted the laws of men. Now you're evaluating people by your criteria for spirituality and not mine. And that's what happens in the church uh, when we get away from the book. When we begin to talk about, okay, women shouldn't wear pants and jewelry and all this kind of stuff. Then you set up a standard that's a false standard so that Women who don't wear it and who wear long dresses here and here think that they're more spiritual than everybody else. That ain't necessarily true. Amen. And I say it all the time. I go on record and say it again. I done seen those women without the makeup and the jewelry. It's a sin that they ain't got some on. Help them, Lord. Please show them. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, some of us need a little help. That's all right. Amen. So here's what she did then. He said, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So now what happens? She goes back and Yahweh, Yahweh, she says to him, let, let, let me just read it. Here's what she says. Uh, verse 11. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction, she calls it affliction, not having a child. And, and some of us, after we've had them, call that and affliction. Look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and forget not thy handmaid but will give unto thy handmaid a man child. Listen to this. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. I want you to see this because often we think you know God needs to get something from us. No. God is setting us up to bless us. He is. How's he doing that? Because God does not want to give her a child. Why? Because she has yet to come to the place where she acknowledges that when God gives her the child, it's a stewardship 
from God. So the Bible says that children are a heritage from the Lord. And so that means then that it's the, it would be the New Testament word stewardship. So the children are only on loan to us. And I've already told you, many of you say, well, I hope he come and get them back soon. And, and so we're to train them for him. And so what does he do? He wants someone to rise up and be the first prophet in Israel. One who would be the last judge and the first prophet. And who is it? It's Samuel. But, but she's not ready to give him up yet. And so God leaves her barren. Until she recognizes that what God gives us is not just for our purpose, but for his ultimate purpose. That he never just gives us anything just to be giving us something, but it always fits within the overall plan and purpose of God. Now, she says, I want a child so bad that I will give him back to you. God said, now you're ready to get blessed. Because you're ready to give to me first. So you read the rest of the story. After she has the child, Elkanah said, you going to church? She said, no, no, not yet. I'm going to wean the child. And then once I wean him, once I get him to a toddler stage, then I'm taking him and I'm giving him to the Lord just like I said. Now, what have we been talking about? You want something. You're in debt, whatever it is. Give God his first. Now what happens because she gave God his first? Well, we know, we know the power of what happened under the ministry of Samuel. Uh, the first kings were, were implemented. The school of the prophets that we looked at last week. But listen to this. Look at verse, uh, look at verse 24. When she weaned him, she took him and Three bullocks, ephod of flour. This is a rich, rich offering. This is gratitude to God. Now, nobody told her to bring those. Uh, she brought three bullocks. Now, you go and study uh, what they would do in Israel. They only offer one on the Great Day Atonement. This woman is so grateful because when you have gratitude to God, you will always give. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, and what a great reminder that if we are truly grateful that all that Christ has done for us, then we are going to be more generous than we would be otherwise. You're listening to a message entitled, How to Get Out of Debt, taken from 2 Kings chapter 4. And if you're benefiting from this teaching, and you'd like to hear it again, or maybe pass along a copy to a friend or a family member, I hope you'll come to our website. You can download MP3s for free when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford's teaching has helped you with something specific in your life, like your marriage, or salvation, or even finances, like we've been studying in this current series. We'd love to know about that and love to hear your story. You can visit our contact page when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org and let us know how the Lord has used this program to bless your life. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. And while you're there, would you give a gift of support because we truly are a listener-supported ministry, we do depend on your financial generosity to continue to produce this program and to get it on the radio. You can give your gift by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says, Make a Donation. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, thanks for giving and for listening. For Pastor Ford and our producer, Amy Rios, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.